0: Hi to all our listeners. This is Coach Chelsea, the host of the Servant Leader Coaches Bible Study, a place where athletes, coaches, and athletic professionals come together to talk about faith, sports, and servant leadership. We hope that this podcast blesses you. If there's anything we could do for you, please find us at the Chelsea F on Twitter, at Chief Friend John, C-H-E-F-R-A-N-J-O-H-N on Instagram and streaming live at Chelsea F. Muir on Facebook. We pray that you continue to be blessed and continue to serve as God would ask us to. All right, guys, we're gonna go ahead and get started. As I tell people all the time, you know, they'll just come in with their Baptist finger up and we'll keep it moving. Um, But I just want to thank you guys. Just a quick thing. I'm Coach Chelsea. I'm down here in Tallahassee, Florida, which sparked me to reach out to this amazing guest we have today, Miss Michan Ali, who is a proud graduate of Florida Agricultural and Mechanical University. Strike, 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 strike again. So if you don't know, that is down here in Tallahassee, Florida. And as I spoke with her briefly before I got started today, I told her that you know, just paying attention to everything that she does. I've always been a fan, but as a coach, as, you know, a mentor to young women, I was very intrigued about one of her endeavors that she is a founder of Sporty Girls Incorporated. And that's what sparked me to reach out to her. Um, so today we're just going to have a conversation, talk about Sporty Girls Inc., talk about her journey. And I'm just glad to have you on today. So ladies and gentlemen, Miss Rashawn Ali.
1: Thank you so much for having me. I appreciate it. I, uh, um, I am a proud graduate of Florida AM. I graduated in 1997 And um, I uh got my degree in broadcast journalism and you know, and kind of took off from there with with uh, with a lot of you know twists and turn, turns, twists and turns in between. So I'm sure we'll get into that, but really happy to be a part of the conversation or be, I guess, the focal point of the conversation today about sports and faith and kind of just really continuing to walk and grow in each of our journeys. Um and uh I've been talking about my 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 life and my journey over the last few days. I had an Instagram live that was pretty pretty uh in depth last night and it was about my life and my career. And and sometimes you have to look back on like man I, I have done a little something, something around. <laughs> so yeah that's what again I'm happy to be here Uh, I'm originally from Atlanta raised in Decatur Georgia Um, so a real southern girl to the core
0: oh yeah well welcome we're we're fellow southern bells and I I was actually talking to somebody earlier as I was riding to the house from practice and I said you know it's funny growing up we didn't like to be called southern or country oh right and you know, I grew up right outside of Tallahassee in Gadsden County. So okay, okay. You know, when you get in college, people try to tell you the nearest or the city people know. And I said, but you get older, you recognize those are your roots and you get yes being Southern. So mm-hmm. most definitely, but well, we're going to mm-hmm. have you talk a little bit more about you, you know, your background and what you have. And I will tell you, I also have some, you know, young ladies that are listening that will be logging on to listen Uh, because I felt in this time, you know, it's a great time right now to be a young lady. It's a great time right now to be a young lady of color. Um, And I'm a firm believer in representation and what they see is what they'll be, much like a hundred black men say. So we're gonna go ahead and get started. And, you know, just if you can talk a little bit about your journey um, what brought you to Tallahassee and, uh, and fam? You from Atlanta and how going into journalism led you to everything that we know you? The girl said immediately, wait, she looks familiar. I said, I bet she does. So just uh, give a little brief background on how you move from here to there for a little bit.
1: Well, yeah. So I, I, um, I was always going to go to an HBCU. My parents went to Delaware State, and so they knew um, that's literally all they talked about um, was an HBCU and how, you know, Hey, whatever you want to do. Oh, I meant to turn off my notifications. Um, uh, am I still, can you still hear me?
0: I can hear you. Okay, sure.
1: great. So, um, you know, they, they preached HBCUs to my brother and myself. And so I applied to, um, Florida A&M, Tennessee state, Jackson state and North Carolina a I got into the academic program at Jackson state, um, and just in as a regular student at both a and and, um, And Tennessee State but what happened was my SAT scores shot up like my that last time you took it I think maybe your senior year and then I was able to get a presidential scholarship from FAMU I guess once my name got into the database they found out that I was a swimmer got a phone call from the head coach uh, um, at at Florida AM and m about um, possibly getting on another scholarship to swim so I ended up getting two scholarships to FAMU, a presidential scholarship and also a swimming scholarship. Um, and so that led me to, to Florida A&M University. Um, I had already visited FAMU a few times with my god sister who was a current student and my godmother and godfather, godfather, uh, their whole family um, generationally had gone to, to, to Florida A&M. So there was a connection there but I also was connected to Tennessee State because my brother went to Tennessee State. And so we were just four years apart and so I went, when I was in the ninth grade, I went to visit him. He played football. So my best friend and myself, we went up there and (laughs) he showed us how college students get it in. And I was like, oh, this is good. I like this. Um, But FAMU was the one that stole my heart. And I am so glad that I went to Florida Agricultural Mechanical University. It changed my life. Um, I, I met my Future husband, who's in the kitchen, and from that union um, came two children, two girls, and uh, we've been married 18 years, and we still like each other. So that's a great thing. <laughs> that's a great thing. <laughs> yes, yes. Uh, so yeah, you know, after after you that's when life, you know, it started. You know, that real life thing. I, I was one of those people that was so so adamant about graduating in four years, but as a student athlete, when you are there for four years, you are a student athlete for four years. And I I swam from August to February was when our championships were. And we literally had a a month to be a quote unquote regular student. So I literally had four months out of four years to truly be a regular student. And um, I just, in retrospect, Although I'm glad that I did it in four years because I needed it with this career that I have, I needed that head start um, as a, opposed to like some of my friends or lion sisters who are in business and they they immediately got jobs. You know, um, this multimedia space is very different. But then again, I was like, man, I should have just afforded myself one semester just to kick it hard like a regular student. But um, it it really set me up for the life that I have now, just being a go getter and being disciplined and being focused on the 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 greater good and being a team a team player um, I wouldn't trade it for the world but I do think about what it would have been like for that year
0: <laughs> hey, and I can't even be mad at you because I tell people all the time you know when it comes down to HBCU, so my HBCU was Livingstone College in South oh, nice. Carolina and you know people give me that question all the time how you grew up with fam you in your background your backyard and you know I said but you know what I think at the end of the day, you know, one of the ladies said it best. She was a queen back in the 70s um, that I was able to meet at Auntie. And she said, We all are part of the same church. We just sit at different pews. Yes. And I said, Boom, bingo. You know, Livingstone gave me a scholarship to come play basketball. And I took it. I said, hey, God had this plan for me. I can go to FAMU multiple times if I want.
1: Absolutely. You can go to any homecoming you want.
0: (laughs) Hey, say so, and do. And
1: and do. Right, 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 right. right.
0: All those that are listening, if you have never come to a FAMU homecoming, when COVID goes away, it's probably the best one they ever had. Listen. And party with me and Rashawn, Okay.
1: Okay, 2021 homecoming across the board. I'm trying to hit up everybody's. I'm going to Jho. I'm going to. I always go to Spellhouse's homecoming every year. Anyway, that's a that's just a, in addition to to family's homecoming. Again, just like just like uh, um, your mentor said, like being in the church but in different views. We have those shared experiences that right. are just you cannot even you can't. It's hard to describe uh, the oh, yeah. feeling that you get. Um, just having gone to, to, to an HBCU, um, like you, I didn't want to go to a school here in Atlanta. I did not apply to Clark. I did not apply to Spelman. I ain't applied to Morris Brown, University of Georgia, Georgia State. Nope. Albany State. Anything that was in Georgia was not getting an application for me. I was leaving the state of Georgia and I did.
0: Hey, I'm not mad at you. Not yeah. even close. I love it, but yeah, y'all heard it here first. But girls, if y'all listening, get your get your studies first. Y'all yes,
1: absolutely, absolutely. I definitely did that.
0: Absolutely, I learned um, something about you uh, because I I missed the swimmer part.
1: Yeah, swimmer
0: part. So you learn something. Even as much as you think you know, you learn something new every day, which is awesome. Thank um, you. Talk to us because we know, right, those college days got hard when we had to study. And then as you moved out into the real world, life hits. I tell my girls and people that I know, life hits you. Can you talk to us a little bit about the foundation of your faith? You know, I'm sure yeah. parents tell you about your faith, but it's something when you learn who God is for himself. Can you talk yeah. us a little bit about the foundation of your faith?
1: Well, yeah, I mean, I grew up, um, um, obviously raised by two, um, Parents who showed us the life of church and, and faith and, and, and making sure that we were grounded. So yeah, and, and so I had that foundation. And, I, and once you become older and you, you try to figure out what faith is for you, not being told what faith is, but experiencing it and knowing what it means for you to tap into the God in you as well. Um, And so I have just been really, really faithful in my entire walk, because I know that my life has purpose. We don't know the day that we're going to to pass away. Obviously, we didn't have a choice in the day that we're born. But what we do have a complete autonomy over and co-creation with God is what we do in the middle. And I just want to make I just want to do the will of God. And so when things aren't going well, because because I faced several obstacles in my in my professional career, um, I get somehow some way, shape or form. I believe that the if I'm still here, then my purpose is is still being fulfilled. So I know that it's going to turn around. Um, That's not to say, though, that I don't get a little weary. Yeah, I think it's, I think it's normal for us to to feel weary, but to know in the end that if I have another opportunity to breathe that next day or that next moment, then my life continues to have purpose, and my job is not done. So faith is something that i um, I completely rely on in my everyday walk.
0: I think that's amazing what you said. You know, I tell people all the time, you know, our parents, right, our village, they teach us about who God is and about faith. And then those hard moments come. And I tell people, that's when you learn them for yourself. Mm-hmm. Um, and even when those hard moments come, I was talking to a coach actually up there. He's assistant men's coach at Georgia State. Okay. That's what we were saying. You know, when you have that faith, it doesn't stop hard times from coming. Right. What it does do is it allows you to be able to know where to go. Okay. And right. so I, I think that is a huge staple in as we move in our lives and as we move and we try to instruct young people, you know, we talk about them, we talk about who Christ is, we expose them and we walk the walk, but it's nothing like when they branch off and go to college, get older and recognize who Christ is for themselves. So I thank you for touching on that. Cause I think yeah. that's highly important, you know, the main reason why you're here and what got me excited, um, truly how it started. Uh, one of my sisters sent me um, a panel you were doing. I said, mm-hmm. well, I know who she is, but wait, I didn't know she had connections to sports. I am interested. Oh, yeah. now, those were my exact words. And so <laughs> in Each moment from there, I just kind of looked and paid attention and I thought it was amazing. Can you Thank talk you. to us, A, about Sporty Girls Incorporated, mm-hmm. how it came about and your passion to get that started? What What was your purpose to get that to unfold?
1: Well, my parents, my dad is a retired uh, legendary high school football coach here in the state of Georgia. He's the winningest high school football coach in DeKalb County history. He has a stadium named after him. He has sent over 300 uh, plus uh, young men and women to, to college scholarships, um, 89% graduation rate. Uh, folks have gone on to get their master's and doctorates. So, so he, I've seen what giving looks like. And my mother... Uh, is a, um, she's both of them retired now, uh, uh, licensed clinical social work. She led the entire um, social work department at Emory Hospital in the 80s. So she was a black, top black executive at one of the biggest hospitals in the world uh, in the 1980s. And I also saw how she was like a mother for the community, being the coach's wife, but she was also a giver. Whenever someone needed something, she was there to give. And we always gave to the Salvation Army. We always kind of found a way to to volunteer and be available for um, not just our immediate family, but the community. We had so many people living in our houses. I'm like, who, what, hello? Where is my room, Okay. well i have i've had to share i've had to share space but but that's who my parents are and so giving was something that was uh, uh, I innately knew about giving because I saw an example of it every single day with, with the way my parents lived their lives and how they led in the community and so starting sporty girls was a no brainer for me um, I knew what sport had done for me, um which you know all too well, how it develops you not only as An athlete, but you correlate those same lessons that you learn on the court, on the field, in the pool, wherever you are, uh, and you those are transferable skills. You learn how to literally fall down and figuratively get up. Like you learn how to lose, you learn how to win, you learn um, what it takes to come together as a team. You know that you got to do your part on that relay race. When you get in that water, you got to do your part. And so, all of those things I felt were valuable to other young girls, particularly girls of color. And there were three girls on my, we had a relay team that broke records in DeKalb County Swim League. All four of us went to college on swimming scholarships. Two went to FAMU, one went to Howard, one went to Georgia Southern. And those same three young women were hostesses in my wedding. I just talked to one of them the other day. We're still very close. One has since passed on from, from cervical cancer. We lost her. Um, and um, we all had, we all remained very close. And I realized not only were we close, we were close with the guys on our, on our team. We, we all went to college together. And the beautiful thing about it, Coach, is that we were all in the same conference. So that, 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 that conference championship that I mentioned uh, in February, or I didn't mention it, but when, how we ended the season in February, that conference yeah. championship, all four of us swam in that, in that meet together. The same girls that I had been with, since, been with since I was six years old. And I was like, there's something here. There's yeah. lifelong bonds. I wasn't even really thinking about the sport. Sport was the vehicle, but I was talking about the bonds and those yeah. skills that you learn from the sport. And I wanted to introduce them to swimming, soccer, tennis, golf. And we just recently added lacrosse a couple of years ago, because when girls do these sports, especially black girls, we do them really, really well till we get about a smooth 13, 14. we like... I don't want to do this no more. Correct. What am I doing this for? And especially with swimming and the hair and all of that. So I was like, if we can just get through through high school. Um, We've only had a few girls that have actually gone on to, you know, go through the process of being a collegiate student athlete. But we realized we had to change our mission. As long as we are teaching them or showing them or they're participating in these sports and those skills that they're getting from that and learning how to, pull from what they've learned on the field and really you know implement those things into their lives. and we're continuing to do what we need to do. And so I wanted to st- I wanted to focus on those sports uh, because I knew what swimming did for me and, um, and I-, I just wanted to uh, open that opportunity up to other girls. And I think the unique thing about my nonprofit is that when you think a nonprofit, a lot of times people automatically say, oh, it's a nonprofit for underserved girls. Sporty Girls is for all girls from all socioeconomic backgrounds because as a middle class girl growing up, we didn't have, you know, the, 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 the extra money to send you to these elite camps. And we, we, we uh, financially, we may have made too much for an amazing program for girls who are in a certain financial bracket, a socioeconomic background. Right. So I felt like the middle class girl always got a little left out. So I wanted to make sure that my nonprofit served all Girls in all walks of life, and you learn from a girl who may be upper middle upper middle class black girl, from a girl who 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 may not be, who may um, you know live in a certain part of town. But being able to bring them together to learn from one another and have that shared experience with sporty girls, we've had invaluable relationships built. Um, some of these girls are still, you know, still very, very close. And I'm like, I look at them like, man, y'all, y'all close because of sporting girls. Like, you know, that yeah. makes you, that makes you feel really, really good. And, um, so that is the main reason we started in 2006. We were going really, really strong. We were going really, really strong, uh, until, uh, you know, I had to, I had to change it because my, my career was booming my executive uh director who is also my best friend had to had to leave because she wanted to you know build her own business she had already set me up you know i was the creative she was the one that implemented and so you know we had a great team so i had to like really just kind of refocus and and not kill myself but still keep the mission going so we uh don't do like the 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 extensive programming like we used to but we're still very um connected to the community by offering our, our big events uh, but not so much our year-round programming like we used to
0: I think that's great and I think you hit uh on amazing points with that because that's what happens so I coach high school basketball girls basketball okay mm-hmm. and that is what happens right they start out and it's exciting you know in that little elementary school age. Yep. In middle school is so competitive right they want to learn they're listening they're eager then they get to high school, right? And they get more friends and more opinions and all these things. And then it's like, well, I don't know. Maybe I'll do it. It's almost a funnel. And then it, you know, it kind of flatlines out. It's like, well, where are the girls? One year it's like 50 at Trouts and next year it's like 20. And it's like, we'll, we'll keep all y'all this year, you know? Right. And, and that's what happens. And especially when you extend out to swimming, uh, which our swim coach uh, is actually on the line. I was like, you got to get on here as soon as I heard oh, that.
1: Oh, yes. And,
0: but you're so right about that because everything that you spoke about, your reasonings for starting this up, is what we see every day. Mm-hmm. Why don't you want? Why don't you want to try swimming? Mm-mm, I don't right. want to do that. You know, right. you know, yeah. My hair, you know, I don't want to do that. We don't do that, you know. And so to change that narrative, I think is amazing. And of course, yeah. the whole platform where we hear servant leadership. Servant leadership is about changing the narrative, and I think mm-hmm. that's amazing, especially. And the last thing you touched on was the fact that you made it for all girls. There are so many organizations out there and they're needed, you know, for underserved. Oh, absolutely. This and that. But the fact of the matter is what happens to the tweener? Yeah. Right? What yep. happens to the one that's like, well, okay, well, I don't qualify for this, but I can't go over there. Right. And I thank you so much for actually filling in the need. And as people say, standing in a gap. Yeah. Yeah. So, Know that group of individuals and to give them a place where I'm not secluded I'm not right a I'm absolutely not a I'm represented and I think that's so
1: amazing I, I just I was like no and I, I've excluded myself um w- because I do it like that I've exempted I've been exempt from so many different grants that probably would have been available for me but that's not that's not what I'm doing it for I'm not I'm not doing it for for you to give me money so I can cater to what I'm doing to you know If it makes sense for my organization, of course, but not for me. And I've done that before. I've gotten a grant or written, we've written a grant to, uh, for the Women's Sports Foundation, we were awarded the grant, but then we had to change what we did so that we could, you know, um, make sure that, that we were fulfilling what they needed for that grant. And I was like, never again, never again will I do that um just based on someone giving me money. I'm not, I'm not gonna, I'm not gonna do that. And so, but you had to go through those things to understand what you will not do, what you will do and what you won't do. And so I'm glad for I'm happy for everything that has transpired, not only in my professional life, but my personal life too. I mean, had not these things happened or things that I've gone through, both good, bad, and indifferent, I wouldn't be able to have the types of conversations. I wouldn't be able to do the types of things that I'm able to do uh, with God's grace. um, It wouldn't, it just wouldn't be the same.
0: Amen to that. And I think, I don't think I know that's the conversation that needs to be heard, right? Because when our babies and they watch and they see people like you, it's like, oh my gosh, yes. And then they believe that things just come easy. They Mm. believe that everything just kind of fell. And there's this glamorous world that we live in now that there's no bad times there's no valley moments there's no trials or you know things we have to go through um, which leads me like to my next question for you to kind of dispel that myth you know we all go through things uh, especially and as people say you know new levels new devils right and so of course in your journey and as you take on these endeavors are there any you know moments that you've had obstacles that you had to overcome or some testimonies that you kind of put out there and we want to get deep in your business but you know just to kind of streamline and bring it home to these young ladies is like y'all we want you to be successful please understand to get there you got to go through some things
1: you do and we don't even have enough time on this call to talk (laughs) about the obstacles that I that uh, I've been faced with um but my goodness There have been so many, Um, but what I would like to impart to the young ladies as well is um, God created people called therapists as well, to help us navigate this life. I just started therapy a year and a half ago in my forties. So if there's a 20 something you're on here or a teenager or whatever, we just need to normalize that. Uh-huh. as well normalized therapy um I always say God plus therapy like I write it on my hashtags like I just try to I try to I, I try to make sure that I normalize it especially in my household with my children um and I use my platform but yes it is it has been very difficult I mean just recently I was on a show called Sister Circle which was very successful on TV one um, or we thought it was successful. Then the production company, right after COVID hit, a month after COVID hit, they were like, yes, thank you so much for your services. We appreciate it. Uh, we're not renewing the show. That's one obstacle. Like, you know, when you are on TV, when you're, on, when you're in people's living rooms every morning, and we had a great social media following, all of that, and then it's taken away. People will be, you know, it's, 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 it can be very tough. And that's not the first time that happened. Like this has happened over and over in my career. I was a radio personality here in Atlanta for, you know, over 15 years. And, you know, contracts being not, not being renewed. They bring in the Ricky Smiley morning show to take over your local morning show. You go from having billboards on I-20 to 285 bus stops everywhere, you looking at the MARTA bus and you see your face to being in the unemployment line. Not once, not twice, but three times. And now this fourth time when Sister Circle ended. So this is, yeah, this is cute. You know, I got my little lipstick on. I got my little backdrop. But uh, I've been through some stuff, okay? It's the in-between on the bio that you, people don't write that in the, in the bio. She is a formidable talent from the Atlanta, Georgia, and she worked for Left Eye, and she worked for LaFace Records, and then she worked for um, CNN and Headline News, but it doesn't say and she got fired, and then then that, that happened, then she got replaced by the afternoon guy, and then they were like, woo-woo, and then she could have filed a lawsuit for pregnancy discrimination, but she decided not to do that. Like all You don't see that in the bio, but all of those things happen. I just don't know who I would be without it. Again, I know I'm reiterating that. And for, for the young ladies on the call, because we go to Instagram or whatever new platform they are on today, <laughs> Instagram, you put up a cute picture, you're like, oh, and I do the same thing. You see the lights coming, you see the likes coming. You know, psychologically that that has been, that that is, you know, people have done research on what that's like. And so I think a lot of young people think that that's what life is like. You put, up, you put up your content, you put out your project, you, you, you got a new hairline and you think the likes equal, equal success. And that's not what it equates to. And you think it happens fast. It doesn't. I always tell young people I mentor, don't forget the hard work. Don't forget that part. Don't forget the hard work. You gotta work hard. You literally have to work hard. Um, and it won't be easy, but you got to enjoy the journey and they want to make it a sprint. It's not a sprint this thing. is a marathon. It is a true marathon. I literally have my calendar, my chalkboard calendar right here, looking at the things I have. I have my dry erase board on things that I need to do today and get done. You know, I don't have a quote unquote job that I'm going into every single day, but I'm creating a life that I, that I, that I want. Um, um, with, because of the skill set that I have now. So I know I said a mouthful, but if you don't remember anything from what I just said, remember that this life and what you're trying to do with your life is a marathon. Learn to enjoy the journey. Stop and literally smell the roses. Literally look at the persimmons tree that I'm looking at right side of my house. Literally look at the petunias that are just on their last leg because it's November. You know what I mean? Look at everything around and those can be symbolic to the jobs that you have, the situations that you have, that you will learn from people you learn from people are seasonal in your life too. Mm-hmm. My mom always said, you could count your real friends on one hand, maybe two, maybe two. So keep that in mind as you go as well.
0: That wasn't a mouthful. That was perfect. <laughs> I that was you. So today I'm telling you, I'm going to feel this. I'm actually feeling it while I'm sitting still. Right. I played the girls today. Okay. And that's why you see me me shifting in my seat because this knee is telling on me now, right? Uh Uh-oh, uh-oh. But, you know, I had to let them know. And that's some of the things that I tell them. I'm pretty sure they get mad. You know, report cards came out the other day, okay? Mm -hmm. And I told them, I said, "Uh uh-uh, no, y'all gonna pay for this. Why? Because you're not average, okay? You gotta see the bigger picture. And you touched on so many things. One, at the end of the day, our culture is the truth. It does. Yes. It's like you know how we grew up, baby. You better just pray about it, okay? That's mm-hmm, fine too. Mm-hmm. If something's wrong with your head, you're gonna go to a neurologist. If something's wrong with your heart, you go that are gonna see you right to that cardiologist. The mental affects the physical, so if something's wrong up there, we need to figure it out. And so, God plus therapy. I'm with that. I think that's so amazing because it becomes such a taboo subject, right? Mm-hmm. And it's like, no, we got to normalize that thing. People hear me talk about normalizing coaches of faith and, and athletes of faith and people in the, the limelight of faith. Well, I'm with you. We need to normalize that thing and getting therapy. It's important because our yes. babies go through things. And we they do them and, and sometimes, Rashawn, these jokers go through things that when I hear it, I'm like, oh my, oh my God, yes. y'all are babies. And I know. Tap into that, and we can pray. That's
1: great, but God gave us therapists too. He did, really, really, really did. We do, and then they have some resources in high schools, like they do. Just, 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 you know, your homegirl is not your therapist. I know that's your friend, but she's not. She's not. Um, and if you can't talk to your mom, talk to you, talk to your coach, then your coach can say, "Hey, I know somebody." Um, there are a lot of free services and uh, that that we can 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 get. But I just want I just want people to, you know, believe in the couches. And if anybody, <laughs> that's why I say the couches, <laughs> believe in the <laughs> couches.
0: <I like> <laughs> yeah,
1: but you know the you know j- j- just 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 tap into it. Just tap into it. Um, but you guys, you have it. You have the opportunity to do everything. And my thing is, when I speak now, is like if I can take off twenty years or 15 years of that unbelief or that insecure, those insecurities that I have um, or had or, or continue to fight through by sharing my story about therapy and sharing my story about like really knowing who you are early on. Then, then, then I'm doing what I'm supposed to be doing in this life, helping other young people shave off those years of unbelief and shave off those years of doubt. Um, we, we will go through it because we're human, but if I can just make it a little better so you can recognize it earlier, then, then my life is, is being used in the, in the
0: proper way. That's it. And it's almost like you knew the question that was about to come, uh, out of my mouth, because at the end of the day, I tell the young ladies, I tell people that I talk to, I'll even tell you just what you said. If I can help you, to not go through what I went through, at least take the blunt edge off a little bit. Mm-hmm. Let me We hold our stuff to the vest too much. Yeah, And in our testimony is another person's freedom. But we forget that so much because it's like, Mm-mm, I'm not telling my business. No, I don't want them to, mm-hmm. I ain't about to shame myself. I'm not, and it's not about that. God took you through what he took you through because somebody else was going to need to hear it. right? And when we hold it to our vest, other people are, are still chained. And if we just speak, talk, and get ahead and have that mindset that you do, these babies and everybody will be yeah. free, right? Or at least right. blend edge off like, man, I did it anyway. And she told me. Right. To, God, she told me not to do that.
1: Absolutely. Absolutely. Two things. I think I saw something in the chat about maybe somebody's therapist maybe falling asleep. You got to find a match now. You got to find a good therapist that match you because <laughs> everybody... <laughs> Listen, just like a hairstylist, you're like, mm-mm, she cut this too low. No, your therapist got a match too, okay? <laughs> and, um, and, and very similar to what you're saying, I always say our journeys have less to do with us and more to do with other people witnessing it. Yeah. Because again, like you said, how we respond, because wherever you are, you're an influence. I don't care what platform you're on. Yeah. You're an influence no, no matter you, where you are. If you are on television every day, if you're in a cubicle every day, if you're the male woman or male man at that at that corporate or that big corporation, you are an influence. You're an influence, so people are watching how you move, good and bad. But you want your you want to be an example, so that people who are watching will see you deal with the situation and how you reacted. So when they are faced with a similar situation they can do the same. Like, oh, Rashawn, she kept moving though. Sister Circle dropped off. She got back on the radio. She, she, she got cast for Tyler Perry's Sisters and now she's gonna be on that show, this, that, and the other. But I kept moving. If I kept, if I was like, man, I can't believe Sister Circle. Oh, I can't, man. So people saw me respond in a way where I kept moving. When you keep moving, you stay present and you stay gra- grateful God can only give you what you are showing up for. Faith without works is dead. You can't just sit and be like, I know he gonna put it in my lap. No.
0: Come on. <laughs> Come on. i was right looking at you. uh uh-uh, don't yeah. hit me.
1: <laughs> but yes, yeah. yes, yes. So keep moving no matter what.
0: You just took me out with that one, okay? <laughs> <laughs> right. but I I think it's amazing because one of the biggest things that I try to do on a daily basis is when we have these conversations right um because it is you know when our young people and our peers see individuals on a day-to-day basis they seem to feel okay yep see they didn't go with what they went through they have everything together as we talked about um but they're also paying attention Mm-hmm, and that mm-hmm. is why god gave me this platform and i'm thankful to be his vessel and servant leadership are two words that we throw around right? i tell people all the time you could google it you're gonna find multiple books podcasts yep. whole week, right but servant leadership is an action word you tell people you love them but your actions show one one thing mm-hmm, mm-hmm. all right you can tell people scripture but do you live your scripture Mm-hmm. so the same thing holds true with servant leadership so to you we hear the word servant leadership what does servant leadership mean to you and what does that look like as you exude that you've already started tapping on that a little bit but yeah Ask Rashawn ali's definition of servant leadership what would you say
1: my quote that i always give people when i talk about being a servant and being a leader is that giving is the rent we pay for living yeah it should be a part of who we are our dna And I believe that your level of success uh, is dependent on how you were able to help someone else in the process. Mm -hmm. So I believe in once you get to a certain level, again, wherever you are, whatever you do, you are a leader and you are an example wherever you are. Because I don't want people to minimize what they do and who they are to this world based on what this world deems is popular or celebrity. So you pull people, you bring them right here where you are. But I feel like the true level of servant leadership and of success is when you can help catapult them to another level, sit back and say, God, thank you for allowing me to be a vessel for their success. That is humility, that is success. And how can you not be rewarded from that? (laughs) How can you not be rewarded from that?
0: I don't think you can, especially right. when it, it's genuine. And I think so often, not just young people, but in this world, we feel that our light dims if we decide to shine it on somebody else. We feel that if we lift somebody up, we somehow fall in that.
1: And not I true. tell all the
0: time, yeah, we got to get out of that mindset, people. Yeah. Because if we don't help somebody, I tell the girls all the time, Coach, I' gonna always be here. Okay, y'all see me limping off. Y'all still running. Y'all fine. But I had to show you, I coached where I went to school. Mm. I coached the team where I was a player. Wow. And so I need them to understand, well, I'm not telling you what I think. I'm telling you what I know. Mm-hmm. And let me help you, as you said before, let me help you not go through some of them same things. Let me help yes. you learn it quicker, right? Yes. I heard somebody say over here, you know, stay away from the rabbit holes. I'm with you. But nothing is going to take, there's nothing that's going to take from me if I want to upload my sister, if I want to uplift, as you say, catapult my sister. That doesn't take anything from me. It doesn't take anything from me if I want to help this coach over here, my my professional people that are looking, my athletes, it doesn't take anything from you because another athlete shined. Right. Because They signed to a school because they have offers. There's other offers out there. Celebrate people and help them. grow. And I promise you, that's when God opens up those blessings for you. Yes, absolutely. That's what I was going to say. If somebody that's close to you being blessed, you better be still and do right because he in the neighborhood. Neighborhood. Yeah,
1: yes, yes. Quick story really quickly about helping other people. I was um, hosting, this is when I was deep in my radio career. I was hosting the the club on on Fridays and the setup DJ um, was like, hey, Rashawn, I really want to be on Hot 107.9. It's a very popular radio station here. It was like the only hip hop station at the time. I really want to be on uh, on radio station. I was like, okay, you know, well, send me, give me your tape. Back then it was tapes or CDs and I'll get it to somebody. And every week he was like, I really wanna come on that show. I really want to be on the radio station. So he sent me, he gave me the CD and I gave it to my coworker who was head of all of the DJs. I was like, hey, this is the DJ, he's the setup DJ for the main DJ at the club on Friday nights. Cause you hear him out. He heard him out got him on rotation. So he came on, they would bring on ro- people uh, in during the holidays, like for the July or Labor Day where we do um, mixes 24 hours. So he came on, people loved him. And then he ended up getting a job at the, at the radio station like as a, a, a full-time DJ. And then he was such a good person, just really a student of radio. He ended up becoming the assistant program director. He became the assistant program director they loved him so much. He got tapped to be the program director in another market, okay? He did so well there that now he's the head of hip hop at Pandora. So wow. when he does articles, when, he, when people speak to him about his career, he always mentions me because I took that CD, I fought for him. He fought for himself and did what he did. I was just there to, I'm leading you to the water. He did the rest. But he always gives me, and he's he's one of so many examples that I have of helping people, and now seeing them continue to thrive. And he that that story right there is just it makes me it makes me so happy because I know I know from what humble beginnings he came from. I know the work that he put in, but I also know that I'm thankful that God used me to get him to that point where somebody would just even just listen to him. And that's 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 it. That's how that's how it went. His name is uh, Jay One.
0: And the and look at the the glow you have just in speaking about that and that's yes. me. I oh my if I can help you and I watch I'm like go ahead now. Nah. That I mean I just love that to celebrate somebody else. I don't want the spotlight, right? right? I can help move you right better as my mom always said. Move you know from good to great. Let's do it, right? That doesn't take anything from me. But the other biggest things you said is, it's just our job to lean into the water. That's it. Right? we're trying to hide the water. Yes. We trying to dehydrate folks. Yes, a problem. We have to catapult others to be better and be great. And I love that you said that because that's so important. Mm-hmm. That is so mm-hmm. important. You dropping them gems today. We trying gotta, to,
1: see. I'm we trying, trying to.
0: Jeweler on here today. That's <laughs> what when you dropping them. You know, there's so many other things. You know, I'm gonna ask a few more questions, and I'm just gonna take you know just a few. Uh, if uh, you know our listeners have one. Um, but one of the things, you know, why do you feel it's important? You touched on this a little bit already, but why do you feel it's important, right, to cultivate and revive young women, not only in sports? I'm going to expand this thing because, of course, in the last week, watching all this history, okay, yes, right. I'm going to expand this thing. Why do you think it's so important to in, to cultivate not only young women in sports and not only young women, but women in general in life, right, Um through sporty girls and just every day when you reach out and touch and bless and reach, I mean, you have even impacted me. and You don't even know it. This is the first okay. time we've actually talked, you know, mano a mano, but why is that so important? And as we are women and women in leadership, as we're doing that, what would you tell us to keep us moving the agenda forward to help women move forward?
1: Well, I don't think we, you know, we've never been given a choice. We've always had to be amazing um, we've always car- we've always carried this world on, on our backs. Um, folks are just taking notice, which is deplorable. Um, but we don't even have a choice now. Now that we have, uh, we got a- we have a vice president a- who's a woman of color, um, uh, vice president elect. Let me get it right. Uh, who- who's a woman of color? But we saw. And you know, this is not to you know. I'm not trying to be pro-democratic here, but and just being respectful for where people landed and who they voted for. But to see this country really come together, and 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 black women and women of color were at the forefront of that. We've we've always been at the forefront uh, of that, um, and I think that. It's important that when one person wins, we have to understand that we all win. And there's enough cattiness among us. Yeah. We gotta let that go. Completely let it go because we all we got (laughs) y'all. We, at the end of it all, we, we all we got. And we have to be our sister's keeper, not just women of color everybody, everybody, we got to fight for one another, for what's with the greater good for our country, for our world, for our families, for our sisters, for our brothers, for our husbands, our partners, whatever it is, however you love, let's just be available for one another. Yeah. Um, so I know that was a, a lofty answer, but it was a big question. Like, what do we do? we just like we have done, you keep moving, you keep moving, and you keep continuing to help someone else. That is how we continue this, this movement. Um, And making sure that everybody gets a seat at the table. And once you are if you are shut out from that table, create your own create your own table, period.
0: Come on. Yeah. The jeweler. Not the jeweler the jeweler dropping gems i love it i think that's and i think it was a perfect answer it was Thank you. i don't even have to add none to that yeah. all right. so i'm gonna look at my chat a little bit we got yeah they in there <laughs> they are in there we <laughs> go in my chat a little bit just to make sure all right so i got a few i'm gonna go at you first because i have one for me uh but i'm gonna go at you first so i have a question here that says um when rashawn ali li- leaves this world What is on her tombstone? Oh, they got deep on you. Oh, they got deep on you. Wow.
1: June 24th, 1975. Okay. Dash. Whatever date I'm called home. The quote will be She did that. Come on. She did that life thing well.
0: Hey, whoever knows Rashawn is in charge of all that, okay? Rashawn, you're going to live to 99, okay? (laughs) Uh, But when that happens, y'all heard it here first, okay? She She did did that. That life thing.
1: She did that, yeah.
0: let's do it this way. She did that. Yeah, Exclamation point.
1: Yeah. I think well. Period. I want to, and I, you know, I want to have, you know, all these d- different, I've been blessed to, God has given me just a creative brain. So, so many different brands and so many different things that I'm, I'm, I want those to still live on through my family, through my daughter, whoever, I just wanted to live on Sporty Girls, you know, my podcast brand, my children's books, all these things that I have. And has been so incredibly blessed to for God to place it on my heart and me to actually move forward with it. Um, TV shows, all types of things that, I, that I'm continuing to work on, I'm trying to listen. Whatever God places on my heart, and this, is, I'm, I'm imploring you, if God places on your heart or places it on your heart, how dare you not try? You gotta at least try. You gotta at least try it.
0: Come on.
1: Yes. So this whiteboard that's filled with things that I gotta work on today, I gotta move. Because if I don't move, then I'll never know. And what I don't want to do is get up there when it's all said and done. You're like, remember in 2020 when the world was kind of, ooh, um, and you had like this show, you had two shows on your whiteboard, you didn't work on that one, you never went through with that one. That was the one I was trying to get you to do that was going to like really set you up for generational wealth. It was going to um, really just set kind of set you free, but you never, you never, never, you never did it. I don't want to die with the music still left in my heart, in my soul. The lyrics have to be sang, sung. Um, and um, people need to hear your song, everybody. And that's not just literally. People need to hear your song. Who are you? What are you being called to do? And are you doing it? I don't care how old you are. My, younger, my older daughter is 13. She's one of the most amazing artists that I know. I'm trying to push her to believe that she's one of the most amazing, amazing artists in the world. So that's my job to try to get her to really believe in that and tap into that. So I'm still working on it, but you're never too young. I'm saying all that you're never too young to tap into whatever greatness that is that you have. 11, 15, 55, 65. We all have it in us. but are you going to tap into it and at least try?
0: I hope y'all listening. Because the jeweler is making all lines. <laughs> ah! Come on, jeweler. Necklace, ring. Come on here. I love that. When God lays it on your heart, how dare, yeah, dare you not try? Put that on there, too. Put that yeah. on there too, y'all. All right. Uh, there was a comment before your next question. It said, contrary to popular belief, there's enough room at the top. You lift as you climb. Yes. Come on, now. Y'all dropping them now. I, mean, I don't it's... know what y'all ate this morning, but they... send them. This yes. Morning. Okay. You have another one coming your way, Rashawn. It said, what is it like for you to work? What, what was it like for you working at a radio station?
1: Oh, it was the it was the best experience, but at times the absolute worst. I love the art of radio. I didn't love the politics of radio. I mean, that's in any job, right? <laughs> um, but I was able to interview so many amazing people from your favorite rappers, all the way up to your favorite politicians, you know. Um, And I think the beauty of who I am and whose I am is that I know how to navigate both of those conversations in a way that makes sense to the people it's supposed to make sense to. So I can be, uh, I can interview 50 Cent or Gucci man, and then I'm interviewing Michelle Obama, you know what I mean? But like knowing how to, I think that's a a true skill set. For anybody that's trying to get in media, you have to know how to move and shape with your different with different people that you're interviewing or people that you're interacting with. That that correlates to life as well. But it was it was fantastic. It was fantastic. Uh, but I also learned a lot. Um, you can be the best thing on Friday, and on Monday you're getting your thank you for your future endeavors note. That's just how the business goes. Real talk. Real
0: mm-hmm. talk. And there was, you touched on a little bit, but just give them a one-liner, one of the babies uh, that's actually in Atlanta. Uh, uh, Promise Center is in representation right now. Listening yes. To you, okay. The Urban League. Um, and the question was, what actually inspired you to, spark, uh, to start your nonprofit? So I know we touched on a little bit. Yeah. I'll
1: give you the one sentence. I wanted other girls of color uh, uh, to experience what I had experienced growing up as a swimmer. Allowing them the opportunity to tap into these particular sports because when we do them, we do them well. We just stop before we can get a scholarship for them, or we stop before we can get what is, um, what is, you know, those true characteristic, those true character building, um, the true character building scenarios that we can get from the world of sports. So I wanted each girl that participates in sporty girls to feel that or to get that experience. That's good.
0: I hope y'all are listening, babies. You heard it there first, okay? Um, I had a question directed towards me, um, and it was that: what made me want to be a coach? There's so many ways I can answer that um, because that was not my path, okay? Mm-hmm. It was not, but that is what God laid on my heart to do. So how dare I not try?
1: Right,
0: there there, I hear you. All right, but the biggest thing for me, guys, is you know I had some I had coaches that were amazing. not so much Mm -hmm. but i knew what i did not have and i knew what our young people needed especially Mm -hmm. our young ladies wins and losses are important fine we all want to win we're competitive right if there's any athletic fiber in your being being you're competitive but the fact of the matter is when the ball stops bouncing okay or in such a sport all right the racket gets put down the baseball bet softball bet whatever Mm -hmm. stop swimming gotta throw my, my girl in there Okay, <laughs> when it stops, there is life ahead of you. Yes. And I'm speaking to every young person that may be in that. I don't care if you're grown and you're still trying to figure it out. That sport is going to stop whether you want to or not. And when it does, it's those lessons that Miss Ali talked about earlier in this conversation that you carry over into life. You're late in practice and workouts. Okay, well, be late on your bills. Mm-hmm and see what happens, okay? You don't make the grade, you don't measure up, you don't meet your quota at your job, see how long you have it, okay? So I became a coach because I love the sport that I played, yep. but I knew that there were young people who needed me to steer them in the right direction. Not a coach who took dreams that were deferred and now try to push it on young people, but a coach that knows, these young babies need an example from head to toe, inside and outside, so that when they leave, they can be a representation and a productive citizen in society. Mm-hmm. So I'm going to teach you how to cross somebody up. Shout out to my point guard, Ashari. But I'm going to also teach you how to be a woman. And yes. that's what
1: I'm about. Nice. Yep. That's beautiful.
0: You're so sweet, says the jeweler. <laughs> I- as we start to close up today, because I know you got some things on that whiteboard, and I'm a respecter of time and persons, as I yes. say. Right. Um, I just in this pandemic, we've all been going through it, right? I tell people mm-hmm. all the time, this not something that was isolated by region where you live, which is everybody. It was everybody. Okay how much money you make, you couldn't stop this. Okay. Um And this was a time for us to learn and cultivate and get better and be better. And I tell people 2020, as much as, oh, it's disasters. I'm ready for 2021. You know, I'm I'm not really sure what you you think is changing in 2021. But for me, it was amazing. I mean, it Mm -hmm. gave me time to pause and breathe and hear what God is asking us to do. But I'm going to give you these last two minutes, more if you need to, uh, to just throw some encouraging words in the world. That as we close, these last two minutes could lift somebody up. So just like the last two minutes, what do you okay. have to leave us with the data? to encourage us to keep moving for tomorrow?
1: Wow. Wow. Um, this is, this time has been uh, a reset for so many of us, if you allow it to be a reset. But my thing is, don't Don't judge your own reset based on someone else's. I think what social media has done is making us think that we, um, some of us should be doing this and that and that because I see this and that and that. And what am I doing? And what am I questioning who you are? So I also say in the same breath as your reset, extend yourself some grace. If you want to have a Netflix and chill day, do that. If you want to research something that you've been putting off for quite some time, do that. If you want to create something brand new, do that, but also extend yourself some grace. We've never dealt with anything like this in our lives. Never. And while, like you said, coach, 2020 people are putting that narrative out there. 2020 just won't let up. 2020 has been the worst year. Well, when we keep saying that, guess what guys? It will continue to happen because the universe here is good and bad things. So we have to be very careful about how we are showing up in the world and what we are saying to the world. So if you feel that type of anxiety or negativity coming up, you can absolutely stop it and change it to something positive. So if you've heard nothing from this conversation today... I just want you to be gentle with who you are and who you are becoming. I know that coach and so many other speakers that have come on um, talk about their experience and want you to do well. But I also want you to be kind to yourself. The first day I got into therapy, my therapist said, tell me what people will say about you, Rashawn." And she said, and I said, well, they'll say that I'm a very kind person. But then later on, maybe the three sessions later, she was like, you're so kind to everybody else but you're not kind to yourself. All of this unadded pressure that we put on ourselves, we got to stop it. Be kind to yourself, extend yourself some grace, enjoy the journey, literally smell the roses and you will be able to enjoy this life. And you woke up this morning. That means you still have another opportunity to get whatever you thought may be wrong you have another opportunity to get it right. Isn't that beautiful? Isn't that beautiful that you have another opportunity to get it right? So keep pressing forward, enjoy the journey, work hard, but also be kind to yourself and those around you. And I think if you take a few of those tools, and we take a, you know, we we, we reconvene in the next, you know, six or seven months or whenever we get back on um, I want to hear that you're doing those things for yourself be kind, be kind to the people around you be kind to yourself and know that God has you just believe it
0: the jeweler (laughs) y'all
1: the jeweler (laughs) I'm
0: throwing throwing one more curveball at you curveball my spirit to the young lady that wants to give up Oof. what do you say
1: there is a calling on each and every one of our lives. Mm -hmm. Your life matters because you have something special to give to this world. And if you give up, we'll never get to experience it. More importantly, you'll never get to experience it You have to be obedient to the call on your life. And that means choosing to live.
0: The jeweler. That's it. And I want you to know, because as you saw, the chat is bumping, right? (laughs) Yes, it is. Okay, so I hope you see it, because they they got you, right? (laughs) Yes. Everybody, as they say, every which way would lose. God use you mightily today in ways that you probably won't ever understand. Wow. And as you speak, as you are transparent, as you, as you said, allow yourself to speak to not just the young people, but to everyone listening, all right? To give them a chance to take the blunt edge off some of those things that you experience. Yeah. We thank you.
1: My pleasure. We
0: definitely thank you just for what you've done and your time uh, and just being here. So everybody thanks you for being a light, a beacon of light that actually came from mommy. Okay. Yay. All right. The Rattler. Okay. Yes. But just thank you so much for being here, truly. You are a true servant leader and every portion of that. yes um, We thank you. Could you please tell everybody where to find you on social media? Let them follow. Yes. Good
1: yeah. Oh, yeah. I'm, I'm at Rashawn Ali everywhere. I keep it real simple. Keep it real simple at Rashawn ali you can find me every everywhere at that um handle on my facebook um fan page uh, instagram twitter all of those things so at Rashawn ali please uh, give me a follow and uh, all of my other brands are in the link tree so you can just just go to Rashawn ali <laughs>
0: okay and those that are actually convening in this room with us just check the chat uh Good job, Miss Brewer. She got you. Oh yes,
1: Keisha, that girl right there. So shout out to the PR Alliance. They have oh, been
0: yeah. such oh, a yeah.
1: blessing in my life, and to and to uh, sporty girls. And we're uh, yeah, we, we we got a good team, and they 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 keep me together. I'm like, okay, then I see your email. I see. <laughs> yeah, talk about efficient, okay? I
0: was like, yes, ma'am. Awesome. <laughs> yes. So thank
1: good.
0: you guys so much from the bottom of my heart. Uh, this thing cannot move um, without God using people like yourself so thank and
1: you. people like you so thank you so being so much for being obedient to the call on your life like mommy said oh. because you could have easily not done any of this um starting these zooms about servant leadership and really introducing the young ladies in your community to um you know to, to, to you know folks like me and 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 just really just opening things up because it's one thing when it comes from you and their mama or their guardian come on another thing when it comes from someone completely different yeah so, um, to add to what you are doing, to be like, oh, coach, right. Cause Mr. Sean said it too, you know, <laughs> <laughs> but it might, it might sink in. And they yeah.
0: you go back. That is uh, them. is, they're probably laughing because that is them. Yes.
1: Oh. I got a teenager. I know. <laughs> I get it. I get, I've been around these sporty girls. I get it. I get all of it. So, so thank you because you could have easily just said, oh, or done or done or done nothing, but you did. And so now this. So Heavenly that's a beautiful thing.
0: When God lays it on your heart, how dare it, you try? Yes. There it is.
1: There it is.
0: Everybody bow your here real quick. Let's pray and we're gonna get out of here. Heavenly Father, we thank you right now for what we've seen and what we've heard. We thank you for this appointed time, Lord God, because only you could Carry us all and bring us all together for these words, Lord God, to empower us, to make us better, Lord God, to lift us, Lord God. As we climb, help us not to bring people down, Lord God, but to grab them and bring them up with us, Lord God. Help us to understand that when you place a calling on our lives, Lord Mm. God, how dare we not try? How dare we not answer the call, Lord God, because in our transparency, Lord God, in our testimonies, Lord God, people are set free. So help us to continue to dis- diminish and decrease as you increase in our lives, Lord God. Help us to love and to be good and do good and to help people, Lord God. But for most of all, help us to be a beacon of light so that others may find you. In your son, Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Thank you. Thank you so much. No, thank you. You've yes. been amazing. <laughs> I'm going to be looking and listening, but thank yes, you for being here today. Absolutely. Absolutely. Take Go care. care. Go get to that whiteboard.
1: <laughs> it's right there waiting on me. <laughs> thank
0: you guys so much All right. for listening. Bye-bye, everybody. Bye-bye. Bye-bye.